Hello, it's Brooke Nindorf here. Just a little disclaimer before we get the podcast started. I bought some brand spanking new microphones for the podcast and I thought we might start getting a little bit more professional. But you would think that uh, someone that works in radio would remember to turn them on when recording. So anyway, apologies that Alex does sound a little bit off mic this week. I promise that uh, we'll have our special guest loud and clear from here on in. So enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Great Fenders Netball Association podcast round three. Brooke Nindorf with you and uh, last week our special guest was uh, was so popular that we uh, we got her back. Alex, thanks for uh, coming back on the program again. No worries, it's my pleasure once again. So we're here at, uh, what do you call it, the frat house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, what goes on here at this house, Alex. Uh, give, us, give us an insight. I think the name says it all. Um, I live with three other boys. So, yeah, you can only imagine it's just never this clean, actually. I just had to tidy it up. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky it's not a YouTube, uh, it's only a podcast, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Alex, how did you recover from the heat last weekend? Oh, it was bloody hot i did not envy any of any other players out there for four quarters i only played a half and i was tonguing it actually safe to say tonguing it <laughs> it was very very hot it was uh, by the end of the day it got quite cool and everyone was chucking the jumpers and jackets mm. on but uh, it sounds like it was hot through the uh, the whole weekend for for all games so we'll have a bit of a look at uh, the games from last weekend we'll have a look at the tummy bay versus e united one first um, and it was the Anzac round, and uh, we, um, you were obviously playing at the time, but uh, A reserves and B reserves went over for the Anzac Day ceremony, and it was quite a poignant um, moment where Ben Pugsley, president of the United Football Club, mentioned that it's the last time that Tummy Bay and United will play an, an Anzac yes, match against yes. each other, um, and it really sort of hits home that, yeah, it won't be a United in, in its capacity next year. Um, as a football netball club, so that was uh, um, it was it was a wonderful ceremony that they put on, and and they did a great job and beautiful national anthem um, that was sung as well. And uh, Liz Sharp did a great job in in yeah, her role too with the RSL. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, just a little little sad moment for the uh, mm. for the day there. But um, to the the netball, Tummy Bay defeated A United thirty five to twenty three. The Anzac Spirit Medal went to Ilka Stone. Um, pretty low scoring game, Alex. Absolutely. I think the heat took it out of everyone, but the defensive pressure up both ends really um, kept the ball going back and forth throughout that midcourt. And it was, yeah, I didn't envy anyone who had to run up and back down that way. But yeah, I definitely credit to the defenders in both down both ends it was yeah tough yeah I think it was definitely a, a defenders uh, defenders game the goalies did really well as well and, and we predicted quite well Alex we had Tammy up against Ilka yes. and uh, Marty versus Marty there at yep. the start as well so Marty Hanrahan and, and Marty Masson uh, up against each other you were in defence I think for a bit Alex yes yep so I was in goal defence and then switched to goalkeeper in the last quarter so. even though I predicted you to be in goals <laughs> at the start of the season uh, Stacey switched it up on me but um, talking to Cash she said she was really happy with uh, the court play and the, the contest and um, she said even with the hot weather every player that, that went out there finished out the four quarters she said probably in the last quarter and um, just that uh, bit of exhaustion from the heat um, let Tumby gain a few there um, but she's really looking forward to watching the team develop and, and build together so they've also got Melinda Baldessera to come back and yes, um, yes. through that mid-court as well sort of you know that that wing role um, so she'll come in again in their next game um, and it can be hard with almost like pretty much a new side for them. Only a couple of girls there from last year and girls who haven't played for a while. Um, Cashy gave me some good info, actually. She said Marty Hanrahan last played in 2013 in the A grade for, for Saints. Um, 
Melinda last played 2018 in A Reserves and Tammy Lucina has had uh, three years off. So yeah. doesn't seem that long for Tammy and and, uh, and Mills, but for Marty it seems like it's longer since she uh, since she played. So, um, you know, it'll take a few games for them to gel and, and work each other out, but it, yeah. uh, it won't be too long, I don't think. But no, you can already see those connections starting to work on the court for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. They definitely um, couldn't fool anyone, really. They just played very well together. It was as if they'd been playing for a long time all together as a team. So, yeah, they'll only improve. And someone else that was great to see out there um, playing again is Nadia Baldessira. Yes. And um, playing really, really well. She's looking more and more like uh, Auntie Nadine, <laughs> yeah. don't you reckon, out there on the court? she does. <laughs> the, uh, the mannerisms, the way she walks around, she's always got a smile on her face while she's yeah. playing. doesn't matter how hard she's working, always got a smile on her face like uh, like Nard's always did yes, on the court. So absolutely. great to uh, to see that. Um, Tumby had Renee Birkin out um, late with an injury um, after training. Carly said that pretty good. Good team game all over the court. As you said before, the defence end really stepped up and provided plenty of opportunities and utilised every rebound um, that, that you got. And Summer and Taryn worked really well together. And then here you go, Alex. Then when Alex came on at halftime, she stepped up to the work rate that Taryn and Summer had set. So oh, a little plus for you there. <laughs> um, and she said yeah, Ilka was a tireless worker all game, which resulted in her winning that Anzac medal. So, yeah, good game. Uh, I saw bits and pieces of it um, in between doing things. So it was a good one to, uh, to watch there. Let's go to Ramblers versus United Jelana now. Um, 52 to 48, much closer game for, for these two from the week before. So Absolutely. both of them, yeah. that was it, 20 goals, I think, for both of them the week before. And um, Michaela Richardson got the uh, the Anzac Spirit medal. Um, apparently Ramblers started strong, scored the first three goals, and then that's sort of how it stayed for the rest of the game. Um, they didn't really blow out the game, and Elana just stuck with them but just couldn't quite catch them. Uh, to get that uh, that break over that four goals and four goals is a really hard one because if you just you can't quite get that uh, turnover to mm. to get your centre pass to score again it it does make it tough and and with those hot conditions as well, um Lisa Richardson said Michaela had a, a really strong game and obviously with winning that medal she did and and Kate Pilgrim in her first game back yeah. Lacey Manane up against her old side drove really mm. well onto the ring all day. Um, Abby Cash for uh, you know, Jelana. Um, Lisa said she played really well for them in, in goal shooter, held really strongly and shot really well. And, and Jazz Francis had a good game in defence with Maya Glover too. So um, she said Jelana made lots of changes over the, the course of the game and I think that's them just trying to find the yep. spots for everyone with that, that young side. And as Alicia works out where you know the girls are going to play, um, and then Alicia from the other side, she said all, all players were matched really well down the court, um, a lot of fight for the ball, and, and uh, she mentioned as well Abby Cash, who's, who's playing really well, and Hallie Paul um, too really stepped up uh, those young young goalies up against um, Paige Minardin and Lucy Fitzgerald. So, so it was really great play from both sides. There were some really good um, intercepts and turnovers taken. Um, so, yeah, I think you know they'll take some confidence into this week um, from good games from both teams. Absolutely. So now we head to Lock versus Cougars. So it was Lock's first game up um, at home, and they got the win, fifty-five to forty-two. It was the biggest margin of the round. Tanya Habner, I heard, played an absolute blinder, and she got the uh, Anzac Spirit uh, medal. Uh, Cougars had Jack out with uh, with general soreness, so we we didn't know that uh, heading into uh, last oh, weekend, Alex, but. Um, Cougars said they were really happy with their game against Locke. Um, Manda said they took a little while to settle um, and let Locke get that lead early. Um, but then once they adjusted to you know um, Locke's style of play, they got into the game a little bit more. Bree Shepherd and, and Billy Thompson ran the midcourt really well, apparently. Um, those two young guns uh, through that middle there. Um, great to see them getting on the court and um, really stepped up to the challenge. 
Uh, Jess Vanderbrock played a really um, brilliant game against Lisa Burrows too. It was a really good matchup to watch. Hannah Green shot with beautiful accuracy. That's no surprise As there. Yeah. As per <laughs> usual, she doesn't miss too many. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, they said Locke had a really good, strong first quarter. Lisa said they had, you know, got that early lead. I think it was 18 to 6 in that first quarter um, and just were able to keep that lead through the rest of the game. She said Cougars gained some ground but still had that, that, um, that big lead. So... Um, she had the third quarter start off really strong. They had a few changes. Um, Courtney got a corky, nice oh. uh, hard corky, just what you want. Um, so they made a few changes as well. Michaela Baines um, had her debut in A grade, so we're on to, to Michaela. It's great to see um, her back up at, uh, and playing for Locke. So um, she's a fantastic young player and, and no doubt a, a future A grader um, more regularly. So, um, yeah, they just, I think, like Lisa said, they had that mental game um, at this point in the in the last quarter, and and uh, Cougars just couldn't quite catch that that early lead that Lock got. So, um, yeah, it sounded like it was a good game from Lock for their uh, their first game, and obviously they've still got Whitney to come back in, but it sounds like their defence ends working well without her as well, and, yeah, and she'll absolutely. slot in uh, nicely. Now this week, Alex A United has got the bye. Um, it's the Cummins Showdown first up, so Cougars versus Ramblers. They were actually uh, joining, well, you know, kind of joining together to uh, build these big club rooms, Alex. Mm. How do you think that'll go on a grand final night with them both next to each other? Yeah, absolutely. I reckon that'll be bloody interesting, but that'll be a good addition to the grounds there. They're, yeah, prime locations. So, yeah, it'll be good to see when they're done. Yep, definitely. And um, we did get some notice that, uh, you know, if you are at Cummins and there for the games, just to make sure to, to you know, steer clear of the, the building site. And there's obviously flags and all sorts around and, and signage around to make sure you, you stay clear. So if you are heading to Cummins uh, this season, because it's going to take a little bit to uh, to get it up and going, but um, definitely looking forward to seeing that. It is prime position right mm, on the uh, oval yeah. there. Um, Jack's back in for Cougars, um, but Jess uh, Vanders is out. Um Ramblers remain unchanged. Um, should be a really great game, actually. Cougars looking for that first win. It's probably been a while since they haven't had a win yeah. um, in their first couple of games. So um, Ramblers will be on a high after their first win last weekend. Um, have you heard much from Sarah Laurie, Alex, about uh, playing there at Cougars? No, I haven't. I did catch up with her briefly after our first game against each other. Um, and, yeah, she said it was very interesting, but she's just looking forward to the different different types of everything really the coaching the plays the everything that you have uh, joining a different club and obviously this is the first time she's ever changed clubs so it'll be interesting for her and yeah yeah definitely and they'll be up against Lucy Fitzgerald and, and Paige Minard and Kira Simons she can swing in there to d- defense as well Cougars have got that youth through the center I just mentioned before with with Billy and and Bree Shepherd um, Ramblers, um, Bet Peddler, she played a bit through the centre as well um, and uh, Lacey Manane through there as well. So that Jess Vanders is out this weekend with Cougars so they'll need to find someone to go on on Kate and Michaela if they're in goals and I think they potentially might look to BJ Maroney from mm. A Reserves. Um, so what A-grade will have the late game, won't they? So BJ will have already played the A Reserves. So that's going to be my little tip, maybe, <laughs> um, just to add some hype for them uh, in that defence end. Or Jet could slot in there as well, um, you know, can play a bit of defence. Like I said, she can play anywhere. So should be a good game, this one. I think it might be a, quite a close one um, for the, uh, the Cummins showdown. So... Looking forward to hearing how that one goes. We'll go to Tumby Bay next, uh, Alex, and Tumby Bay versus Unigelana. So Tumby are top with the two wins so far and Yelana yet to get on the board. But I think this is one where 
And I feel like Yelena are building each week and finding their feet. So I think that they will, you know, stick with Tumby. Renee's still a maybe, Renee Birkin um, for Tumby. And, you know, this is an opportunity for Carly and Stacey to look at a few different combos in that defence end again. Um, Marty Masson and, and Taylor Milligan have slotted in really well. Um, they'll use Carly while they can. Yes, um, she'll yeah. be out in the second half of the season. But, um, you know, United Lanner have got their full side. Jasmine Francis and Ilka Stone have played a lot of netball against each other and, and with each other. Yeah. Um, so they could potentially match up there. And, and then uh, the young ones looking forward to this matchup of Maisie Curtis and Maya Glover um, in uh, Tumby's goal end as well. So I think a real test for the Yelena goalies in, in Abby Cash and Hallie Paul um, coming up against uh, Summer and, and Taryn. And obviously, Alex, um, you've, you've had to train against these girls and, <laughs> yeah. and play the girls. What You know, you don't want to be giving away advice to these young ones, but <laughs> what would be your tip for, uh, for young goalies coming up against the, the height of those two girls? I think it would just definitely be not to drop your head too early or don't let them get into your head um, early in the game. Just keep consistent and keep giving it all your best. You know, sometimes you can overthink things and, you know, start giving up halfway through the game, but the game's not over till the final whistle. So, yeah, my best advice would just be to give it your all for those four quarters and, yeah. And that's how good a podcast we are, is the opposition is giving out <laughs> advice and, uh, and pump-ups to the, uh, the, the other opposition. And so I'll jump in the circle against them. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And then she'll have another say about it. So look out, girls. But um, no, it's these young kids, uh, they're, they're the future of the club and um, hopefully they can stick around for a while. Elsie Madden's another one. Um, it sounds like she's slotted into the centre role really well. Wow, so yeah. um, she can she can play anywhere, really. She mm-hmm. she gives it a crap wherever she goes. So I think she had three quarters in centre, so she's probably still um, cooling down after <laughs> our last weekend. But, you know, she could be up against uh, Taylor or Carly there through the middle. So should be another good game, that one. So Locke versus Elliston Districts at Locke. Um, are we calling this one, is this the Courtney Hull Cup, Alex? Yeah. I don't know, maybe. Um, but Whitney is, uh, she's still out with seeding, so um, fingers crossed uh, she gets a bit of rain this weekend so yeah. she can get that uh, get that <laughs> crop in. But full side for Locke uh, apart from that, and I assume same for Elliston Districts as well. Um, last time these two met, it was in a, a fantastic game. It was a, an absolute cracking game at Elliston. One goal in the first final and um, Locke sort of, they had him, they were up, they were down um, and just couldn't quite get over the line. And, and then Ellison Districts obviously went on to uh, to win the grand final. Some great matchups all over the court. Courtney Hull, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see how she goes up against probably Nikki um, in goal defence, the goal attack there, um, rather than playing with her. Um, a real test for Claire Daniel, um, who's, who's stepped up into the A grade and, and sounds like she did really well in that first game. It'll be a tough game up against um, that, that lock centres um, and, and wings in Millie Morton or Geordie Sladden. Yeah. Um, completely different goal end, though, to what Locke saw last year with Ellison Districts. So they might take a bit to work them out. So Ellison Districts had that week off last week and Locke had the week off before um, in the first game. So both just had that one game under the belt. Yep. Hopefully Courtney's um, corky is okay. Yeah. <laughs> Depends where she got it because they can uh, take a couple of weeks to, uh, to you know, come out. Um but, uh, yeah, I think this will probably be the closest game of the week, potentially. Yeah. I know Ramblers and Cougars are looking to be probably close, but should be a really ripping game. I think this will set both sides up for the season to see where they sit and what they need to work on um, heading into the next couple of weeks um, as well. So, yeah, it should be a really um, – I know I keep saying this for every game, Alex, but it should be a really good game as well. I think all games yeah. of, of A-grade netball are good no matter who is playing. So, um, that's the uh, the games for this weekend. We'll go to our shout-out segment. Yes. Um, 
So this week is umpire appreciation round, Alex. And I know how much you appreciate an umpire. <laughs> do you know how many umpires we need every week? Oh, I could do the math, but that'll take too long. Well, I've done the maths for you. <laughs> so it's at least 48 every Saturday wow. across the association. Yep. That's just for the netball side of things. But then there's also, you know, scratch matches. Sometimes mm-hmm. the, the little ones have a scratch match, so that's another two that you might need. Then you've got your umpires for trainings, you've got your umpires for carnivals, yep. you've got them for June long weekend. Um, so there is a lot of people that umpire. Not everyone wants to, and you get put on a roster <laughs> and you go, oh, I don't want to have to umpire, but they are so important. And there was a, a post put on the Great Finders Association page from Beck Habner, who is the um, umpire's president for yes, Great Finders yes. and does a fantastic job working with, with Tracy Darlitz there as a secretary. And she just said, no umpires, no games. Yes, absolutely. And that's how it rolls. Exactly. So um, the ladies and also men in white. We've had a couple of the uh, the male umpires come out as well. And we spoke about um, Will Sampson last week. He does a fantastic job. And you go to Adelaide for Country Carnival and there's a lot more males um, umpiring over there as well. They've got, to, they've got to deal with that eye rolls. <laughs> they've got to deal with comments from the sidelines. Yes. They've got to deal with, you know, the looks that Ilka gives them because <laughs> she throws them out all the time. You've got the knee slaps. You've got to remember the rules. There's always new rules coming in. Yes. Um, what When you're umpiring, Alex, do you have a favourite rule that you like to, to whistle, blow your whistle on? Oh, no. It's, even, it's just hard bloody trying to remember them all. But <laughs> I even – this is what I cannot – if I watch umpiring, I struggle with the hand signals and I just do not know how an umpire can do it. Blow their whistle so quickly that it's – yeah, as soon as – something happens for example footwork blow the whistle and they do the hand signal straight away and they're onto it change of direction and I just cannot do it my head just can't (laughs) can't do all those things just do what I do blow the whistle and just do something that looks a little (laughs) bit like what you're meant to be doing I think sometimes I might throw in a basketball hand signal every now and again on a bit of a travel my favorite one to call is a held ball Mm, I like blowing a big long whistle for you know holding up your three fingers held ball um, but no, it's uh, we do really appreciate the umpires and, and all that they do. It is a, it's a very difficult job. It's not my favourite job on a Saturday um, if I do have to do it. But um, yeah, it's a big shout out to them. It is umpire appreciation round. If you see one today, don't just thank them at the end of the game. Yeah. Thank them all through the day. Buy them a drink, buy them a steak sandwich, buy them a lolly. <laughs> We do love the umpires um, in white. So get, get around them on both sides, the netball and the football. And another shout out. We were talking about boys playing netball last weekend, Alex, and the um, the guys that have been away and represented South Australia. I think we might have found another one that might be representing South Australia, maybe in probably about or oh, at least ten years. I'll give him. <laughs> uh, we'll give him to he's about sixteen or seventeen. But young Jacks Morton. Ah. So this is a uh, this is Millie's oldest boy, yeah. um, third in the third in the lineup of kids. Yeah. But uh, Jacksy went out last weekend and helped lock out filled in there I think it was the E3s probably yep. in that age group um, and there's lots of little young boys playing for lock this I year they've got their photos. little singlets on yeah. with their velcro yep. and they're helping out their club but Jacks he got best on court for the game he got the incentive Brilliant. he played in goal attack and goal defense and I think a bit of wing defense maybe um, but there's some great photos of him oh. playing he looked like he was jumping and taking intercepts and um, you know, celebrating with his teammates. So we yep. just sort of give a little shout out to, to Jax, um, Jaxy Morton. So uh, well done. I know you love your football, but I think you might have been converted to uh, <laughs> netball as well. So yeah. it might be a toss up between where you're going with <laughs> mum or you're going with dad, Jax. So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to when we play lock in a few weeks' time, yeah. getting out there and, and seeing these young lads playing. So 
I know that, uh, yeah, there's more inclusiveness now with uniforms and things yes, like that, with absolutely. NetBoySA bringing in uh, their inclusiveness rules and things like that and encouraging teams to um, look at options of singlets and shorts and all sorts. So it's great to see those boys getting out there and, and doing it because we're seeing the girls more often yeah. now playing football too on the other side. So, And then your favourite segment, Alex. Uh, I have been looking forward to this since last week actually. The netball rules for young ladies from the Great Yarmouth High School magazine. So we had the game will commence when the referee waves a white handkerchief last yes. weekend. I'd like to see you do this next rule this weekend, Alex. The opposing teams will walk towards each other in a ladylike manner and inquire after each other's health. Oh. (laughs) So I'd like to see you come up to your opponent on the weekend, Alex, and uh, ask her how she's going. (laughs) There's your little challenge for the weekend, okay? Ask Uh, after her health. Um, if you're listening, don't be concerned. If <laughs> yeah, those young kids that you just gave the yeah. advice to, they just, if, if you see, them out early. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, if I, I'm off to come over and watch for this. So I'll make sure I, I get a video of that. That's from Barbara Gant, as I said, from the High School Magazine of Great Yarmouth. And uh, yeah, thanks very much, Alex, for uh, joining us again this weekend. As I mentioned in the shout out segment, if you've got any um, shout outs you want to pass on you can message me you can message the great finders netball association page but we'd love to hear from you um it can be for anything really um so yeah send them through and uh i'm brooke nindorf and i'm here if you need okay so we aren't quite done yet with umpire appreciation round this weekend i asked our association's poet yes we have our own poet it's mrs president elizabeth burns i asked her if she might have a poem about umpires tucked away in her netball stash somewhere. I thought maybe she might have a small limerick to share, but she's written an epic poem for us to celebrate and champion the umpires that come out week in, week out, and do have to put up with a lot. So forgive me for my reading. I won't be entering any Shakespeare competitions anytime soon, but here it is, Women in White, a poem written by Elizabeth Burns. Hip hip hooray, please give a cheer to our women dressed in white our umpires who have volunteered to make sure our game's played right. There are three overarching rules that each umpire keeps in mind. That's a loud whistle, firm voice and look no one in the eye. There are many simple things to check when a player takes the ball. Her footwork, offside, obstruction, contact, replayed, was that all? And don't forget the other players as they tussle for position. The shove, the lean, the sneaky hold from attacks and opposition. Now for those overarching rules, when you hear them yell, it's mine. Remember, loud whistle, firm voice, look no one in the eye. Just ignore the teenage tantrums and the goalie hissy fits, the sideline mums and diehard fans who have a dummy spit. Don't let that coach intimidate, because she's seen it all out there. She's mastered every nuance too, from her stance to frosty glare. So just stick to those overarching rules as the ball goes whizzing by. Just use a loud whistle, firm voice, and look no one in the eye. It can be hard to keep your focus as you wonder, will it rain? What's a caution and the blood rule? Is that a coffee stain? Snap your mind back, check the team bench. Did you miss something going on? You bluff and say with confidence, it's advantage, just play on. We love those overarching rules, they save us, not gonna lie. Remember, loud whistle, firm voice and look no one in the eye. When you're tired, frazzled, frustrated and to the time of gods you pray, thinking, was that contact or obstruction when you see some quick foul play? In the moment, you yell, construction, with a flailing of your arms. Just give them a moment to recover before sounding off alarms. For we're desperately grasping for those overarching rules, trying hard to keep the game fair and not look like a fool. With clenched teeth, we'll gather willpower, then simply apply 
a very loud whistle, firm voice and look no one in the eye. So let's celebrate and bear a thought for our ladies dressed in white. It takes thick skin and courage. They don't always get it right. But they're out there with their players to make sure we've got a game. And guaranteed in every grade, one thing is just the same. It's about those overarching rules to simply memorise. Just a loud whistle, firm voice and look no one in the eye.